Hey folks, Slayman Pascal here on the Integral Stages Meta Podcast series, where we podcast podcasters, broadcast broadcasters, and explore the people trying to bring forth higher, deeper, and more transformative ideas through online media. And that includes this year's Integral European Conference. Here to talk about the challenges and opportunities of a virtual conference, as well as maybe the history of Integral European Conferences in general and his own ongoing development and other projects, is Ben Seganti. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, perfectly. Okay, Welcome. good. Part of me wants to do it Italian, like Ben Ciganti. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not quite it, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> the first um, one's better. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Maybe we should just start by telling everybody when the conference is, mm-hmm. and also what are some of the highlights? Who are what are the events that you're personally looking forward to? Yeah, so so this this will be the second global online IEC mm-hmm. because IECs are typically in-person conferences just like any you know juicy conference should be but now that we have COVID and everybody stays at home more or less then we need to move to the online space that we did last year and actually uh, first I thought that we do you know just a small online thing to bridge between the two live conferences and then it turned to be so the turnout was so big the people i mean so many people came more than a thousand people came then actually it was the biggest i see ever (laughs) (laughs) so so that we we discovered you know that okay then we do the next online this year because we still cannot travel you know as we all know yeah and i see as though the name suggests it's european it's not anymore it's global you know it started european but grew out to 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 be globally attended even the biggest global event in the integral community <clears throat> so we need to wait until we can fly again and meet in person so we hope for the next live conference in next year 2022 so this year online again so what's um what's personally exciting for you about this one what, what are you uh, looking forward to experiencing and seeing there well, you know, first of all, meeting the people, you know, that's, that's always the best in conferences, though there is always a lot of, you know, important theory to share, exciting experiential process to experience, potential transformation to go through. It's, it's all there. But, uh, but, you know, below this or behind this or woven into all this is the community. And it's just so, you know, energizing and and uh, heart opening and mind bend mind opening to yeah. to be with these people for almost a week usually uh, on, on in the in, on the in-person conferences six to 12 days depending how how long people stay there are different options but in the online it's five days so so just being together and usually i don't go to sleep i just <laughs> for maybe six hours and the rest i sit in this box <laughs> which is you know too much of sitting but i don't mind during those five days because because we, we can't stop you know socializing and meeting and exchanging yeah so so it's it's really you know socially uh, and uh, and relationally a high you know high time of the of the year so that's that's one thing and there is a lot of you know exciting things coming up and 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 um, new presenters, old presenters and new presenters. So, so just the topics for the mind, you know, are very interesting as well. And basically my job is to open, you know, a space 
for all the contributions and uh, and then the space is filled up with with so many applicants usually always more than we can accommodate so you know i can mention if you want names but uh, but i can also show the, the 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 gallery probably the presenter gallery we have 100 presenters so obviously i don't have time to go through by one by one but maybe just for some examples. so so that's exciting too that i will go into yeah sure and what is probably very interesting for many of us who are interested in integral is that the ken wilber movie is just about to come out mm. in june the 4th of june you know uh, the movie grace and grit will mm. will come out officially we have been waiting for this for two years the movie is already been done but you know they were waiting for the distribution and now it's 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 all set so so basically the conference is happening just two weeks before the movie release and uh, we invited the director the the writer and director of the movie Sebastian Siegel and also uh, Stu Townsend the actor who plays Ken Wilber so they will join IEC and we will interview them and see see what's the inside the interior experience of <laughs> of being Ken Wilber <laughs> and writing you know his life so yeah that sounds like a lot of fun I, yeah. I definitely agree with you for, for me personally going to conferences uh, is so much more about the the cultural communion with the other people like it's nice to hear talks I love the ideas I like to give talks as well but it doesn't compare to meeting people and being able to blend with them a little bit that's mm -hmm. feels like something historical is happening when that goes correctly exactly you see that for something historical I think that's what we integralists have this extra sense of being historical or evolutionary yeah so one of the things one of the benefits of doing it online is you can get a lot more people to come yes from all over but what are some of the difficulties? Well, you know, in terms of converting it to an online phenomenon, what have uh -huh. been some of the challenges for you? Well, you know, we need to we need to leave out some stuff that can be done only in person, and that makes it even more, you know, exciting and experiential. So obviously, sitting at screens uh, is is limited when it comes to experiential, yeah. and. We even have ecstatic dance, so we'll jump up and dance in front of the camera, but it's in front of the camera instead of together in the room. So the live ICs are really, I think, exceptional and phenomenal because we put so many experiential communal events there and make, make the, the, the talks only 50% and the other half, the entire other 50% is about communal experiential transformative practices and and you know we can do some of them here but not all of them so i hope that those people who will because you are right more people will join uh, because it's easier you just sit at home turn on your compute computer and, and you're there but i hope that those people who didn't come so far to the live conference will come we kind of get the groove here first on online and then join us because I still maintain that we need to meet. Mm. And though the, the world is so, the, being online is so fashionable. And if you are online, you're cool, <laughs> but we just cannot replace human connections. And so I, 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 I see online as, an, as, a, as a useful tool that we, we, we should and, and, and must use, why not? 
but we shouldn't forget to, to get together physically. And it doesn't matter if you have to fly. You know, some people in the States or other places have some difficulty thinking, oh, I'm flying so far. And I was also flying <laughs> wherever there was an integral conference because I, I have been always feeling that this is my tribe. This is where I belong in, in planet Earth. You know, it's a very, a very serious thing to feel the purple layer belonging or magenta layer, right? Where is my tribe? Where, where do I belong? And for many of us, this is the integral community. So I think uh, we should devote our, our resources to, to meet at least biannually in person. In your life, when did you start to really uh, appreciate how important embodiment is, uh, both in groups and in one-on-one experiences of learning and development? When did you really get clear on how important showing up in a body is to making these things work? In 1996, exactly. Because that's when I met my mentor, who was a transpersonal psychotherapist in Hungary, trained in the San Francisco Bay Area in the 80s, the heroic era of the transpersonal movement opening. So in my country of origin, he was the kind of guru behind the scenes where some people went who really wanted to get enlightened and transformed and rip my ego open, you know, and, <laughs> and all that. And for those who, for whom traditional psychology was boring, you know, like me. So, so my, my day-to-day life was going to the university and then going to my mentor's uh, home and then all the magic happened there. So that's, that's he put me into this. Yeah. And actually, I met Wilbur's work for uh, three years later or two years later. So in my personal life, uh, first there was all the study of psychology and all the experiential stuff. And then with Ken Wilber's model, it all came together. It was like really like a mental, mental unification in the new sphere, everything coming together. And it was just natural to feel that, that it set their life for a, a path for life. So that's how it happened to me. I noticed on your personal website that you've got a Hungarian language version. And uh, I was kind of curious what you think are the, what are the cultural contributions of the Magyar? What do you love about Hungarians and their culture and their history? I'm glad you asked this and not start to criticize (laughs) immediately my government, which I hate. (laughs) So... (laughs) So actually, I don't want to go there because then I would complain. So, but regardless of the politics of these days, you know, the culture is not politics. Politics comes and goes, you know, governments and leaders come, but, but culture sticks. And I think culture is a long-term, you know, long-term story. So Hungarian culture has, has a depth in emotions and in, in spirituality. So for Hungarian, Hungarians, embodiment is very natural. And, and um, the workshop scene in Hungary and the psychotherapeutic, uh, postmodern, post-postmodern, postmodern, you know, personal growth-oriented, humanistic, transpersonally-based uh, psychotherapeutic scene is pretty embodied. So you don't have to tell them that, please be embodied. <laughs> Naturally, they are, because the culture are. People li- like to touch each other, you know, and they... they 
they talk about emotions more often, which is a which is a good news and a bad news, as Wilber would put it, right? The good news and bad news of all things. The good news is this, that it's actually uh, deep and connected. And the bad news that sometimes it's too much. And sometimes you just need to let go of the drama and and be more easy. And uh, so, so, so you might know that I'm also an American citizen and I, I have been living seven years in the Bay Area. So, so I have a really re real first person experience of the two cultures yeah. and why I like both and why, what I don't like in each. So I think no culture is good or bad, but each culture is, is good news, bad news combo have, have both sides of the coin. That makes me curious about two things. What are, what do you think is the good news, bad news about uh, American culture? And mm -hmm. do you think there's a difference between uh, North American integralism and European integralism? Very good questions. In, in, um, personally, also, you know, I, I have uh, some experience with that. Because I think there is no integralism without culture. That, that was one of my realizations through my travels. I also traveled to many other countries. The two countries we named, I just lived there, but also traveled and workshopped. And, um, and uh, I think American culture, the great thing is this easiness, that, I, that less drama, more, more driven, organized from the head, from, from the mind, mm. you know. And I think the, it's, it's more, less emotional, less purple, less purple, less red, and really more blue-orange and, and also green. But, you know, the, the center of gravity is, is supposedly orange, but we know that there is also, you know, thick blue layer, especially in the middle. And that's also, to a certain extent, the difficulty with America uh, for, not, I think not just for me, but for people who come from countries with old cultures that we tend to miss the, the, the purple roots, which are not just theoretical roots or not just history book stuff, but it's, it's in the people, you know, it's how you relate, how you feel, how you relate. This, this very same thing is what people run away from, I think, <laughs> you know, when they go to America, because it's easy, because it's free of that, or, or much little. And the, the very same thing that I hear some people miss, you know, and then they go back to their country of origin to recharge, either go, move back or go back from time to time to recharge. So, so it's a very interesting thing. You know, and, and also Hungary has postmodern and post-postmodern. It has also green and teal. And uh, of course, America has too. So, but the Hungarian would see green or teal, you know, from its own cultural perspective. And there is no country on earth which would see um, a, st a, st a sterile <laughs> blue or, or, or teal layer. You know, we all see it through cultural lenses. And that's something we should talk about at integral conferences, actually. Yeah, we definitely, I mean, we we aim to the world-centric and the cosmocentric, maybe yes. a little bit too hastily. Mm -hmm. And there's this other layer that has to negotiate between those. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's elusive. It's hard to get your hands on what that layer is because 
you know, is culture the same as nationality, right? It doesn't seem to be the same as countries because mm-hmm. countries can change. So, you know, yeah. what, what's your overall feeling about the, about the culture layer and the role that it takes and how it's the same or different from nations? I'm not sure if I understand the point that okay. you've tried to make with the question. Yeah, I guess it's a couple Clarify of points more. in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, one part of it is like the thing about the North American countries is a lot of people okay. came here with a lot of different cultures. So yes. we're not sure if there's a Nor- an American culture or a Canadian culture yeah. mm-hmm. or whether you're, we're, you know, am I a Ukrainian living in Canada or am I a Canadian? You know, like, so, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, what's the difference in cultures and nations? And when we think about you know, the individual and the global and the cosmic, and there's this layer between what are the things at that layer? Are they countries or are they sort of um, swarms uh, of culture? Yeah, I think American culture that is based on the constitution mm-hmm. is a mental culture. It's created mentally. Right. Like a lot of folks came together from all these countries, right? And figure that we should live live somehow here you know in the new <laughs> continent i'm talking about you know the 1700s and 1600s when the first fathers etc came and and then they created gradually got there to create the constitution and the united states and it i think that's the good news again that so the people coming from so many backgrounds and nations and so many deep roots created a mental agreement, the constitution, how we are going to live. And I think that's the power of America. And that's why it was the first democracy, because it didn't bother and care about you know, the previous stages. But that's also a mental construct. And, and um, mentally, you cannot create a culture. Culture is simply not just mental, you know. It's uh, it's more it's it, it has to do also with 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 blood and, and ancestors and the land and all what I'm saying usually sounds very tiring for a postmodern ear. I I, I want to leave behind all that shit. I'm just a global soul, the brother and sister of everybody on our planetary community. <laughs> I think that's that's green. I, I think that's kind of postmodern, but not integral yet. I think integral, and if we approach it from spiral dynamics, yellow stage, you know, second tier, integrates the previous layers. So yes, please go back and search for your purple roots. Even if you are North American, and even if you don't have much info, just little info, go and find where your grandparents came from or grand-grandparents and where is that village and where is that cemetery and go and have a coffee in the coffee bar there and fly there and, you know, at least a little bit yeah. strengthen your, your purple, purple roots because it will not take away from your integralness or higher selfness, mm-hmm. but it will add to it. I, th- I think the Western culture is, is lacking purple and magenta, second uh, second uh, layer, se- second level, and uh, we should transcend and include, not just simply transcend. Transcend, as we know, in integral. So if, even the European nations and the Hungarian nation is lacking purple, you know, 
I've been to Africa and I see the actual real living purple that hasn't died out and it's well and healthy. And it's not just about Chinese magic bullshit stuff, you know, <laughs> not at all. It's about very healthy and happy and easygoing human connectedness, less alienated, more connected naturally without, without needing to do any workshops, you know. <laughs> also, they have the bad news, but this is really a good news that any Western culture should, I think, take back a little more than, than it's usually you know, accessible. Conferences are sort of like little cultural experiments. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the good news is people can learn things from each other and they can uh, participate in activities that kind of uh, cultivate a new cultural spirit in them. But uh, I'm curious about the bad news. I imagine you've been to a lot of conferences. What do you mm -hmm. think in general that they don't do or do too much of that holds them back. Mm -hmm. What goes wrong with conferences? Yeah, you know, honestly, <laughs> I've been to very few conferences. <laughs> I've been to all of the integral conferences in the USA because before we started the the European integral conferences. Yeah, but I haven't been too much of other conferences because they were usually boring for me. And the reason they were boring, of course, because it was only talk, talk, talk. It was only cognitive. It was only head. No, no experiential whatsoever. Now, integral conferences in the United States started to have some experiential. So that, and, and, and the atmosphere was way better than any other usual scientific conferences. So, so the integral, uh, this kind of, we are kind of changing the world and we are in, in the edge of evolution and the future is happening here you know this this all was there this this communal you know ex exciting communal elated state so and that's particular to the integral community i have been to transpersonal conferences too and and the biggest transpersonal conference just three years ago which is very sweet it's 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 like a like a hippie camp, druggy camp with scientists talking sometimes on the stage. So it's more <laughs> you know that direction. And when you ask what is missing or what, I, I don't know. I don't know. And actually, what I can say about the integral conference is that in the United States, I missed two things badly. Probably that's why we, including me and my friends, created a different style of integral conference at IC. I missed experientials more, so let's talk more experientials. And uh, I also missed acknowledging and giving space to non-Americans, so other cultures. And I think that's a, that's a shadow of American culture, not just the integral community, but the integral community in America carries that shadow probably without knowing it or, or without really knowing it but a lot at that time i wasn't yet living in america when i started to go to the integral conferences in the states and uh, it was almost painful that all of us who came here from very distant continents you know a lot of time a lot of money a lot of effort which means a lot of dedication a lot of heart energy and dedication. And for some reason, we couldn't, you know, hold, we, we couldn't get much space 
in, in, in uh, of, uh, we couldn't get much microphone time, so to say, or stage time. More like being a participant, being a participant. And um, then act actually I approached the organizers of What Next Conference. I think it was 2015 probably or 13 or 15. And I told them this. So they invited me to organize an international panel. And then I did. And uh, so, so in America, we started to work on that to, to, to have more internationality. So, and now IEC is full of experientials actually. So I think we really managed to get the pendulum to the other side, yeah. but we are not so scientific as the American integral theory conferences were. So the ideal would be combining the two or in between. You see, I would really welcome more scientific presence to, to find the exact balance. Because for me, somehow the, the idea of integral, the centauric, you know, brain and, and, and heart or the marriage of sense and soul, as Ken yeah. Wilber titled his book, is where is that perfect balance, right? Where is that? Where is it? It's here, it's here. How you organize such a complex thing like a conference with so many players, so many intentions, so many kind of activities to hit that perfect balance. So I think that's a that's a practice, that's a challenge, that's a that's an experiment to do. Yeah. Who else besides you has um really been important in helping the European conferences? For the first three conferences, Dennis Wittrock was my partner. So basically it was the two of us who really pushed it and was we, we organized a team with whom together we did it. But uh, someone has to do the job from mon Monday to, not, not Friday, Sunday, <laughs> every day regardless of what, and that was usually Dennis and me, and taking all the risks, and not making money, but still doing it next year. So it was the two of us, and then after three conferences, he, he left because he couldn't make enough money. Not enough, just a little, you know, little perk, but, but he needed to go and, and make his living and his, you know, build up his life financially and etc. And I have my integral academy running in Hungary successfully. Also I have a private clients and I do workshops internationally so so I can afford you know not to make money on it or even losing or sometimes gaining a little perk. But you know if I, I, I would depend on this, I would have also stopped ISIS. That's that's the truth. So 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 it was the two of us. And also when we started, there were three other friends. One is Miriam Fongren from uh, the Netherlands. And another is uh, Kevin uh, from France and uh, Raquel Torrent from Spain. And Raquel Torrent was at that time I think the, the founder and the president of the Spanish Integral Association. Later, she stepped back, you know, and, and gave these roles to others. 
but but the five of us basically burst IEC, burst the, the idea of integral Europe. And then out of this bursting process, I propose that we should do a conference. You know, we do an integral Europe and come together, <laughs> let's come together and that's called conference. Actually, literally conference, the, the Latin word means bringing together, you know, people to meet. That's what it means, you know. So, so I was the one who came out with the idea of now let's do a conference out of this, this think tank. And since I already had the Integral Academy going with all the networks and, you know, and, and workforce, then I offered that as a base to organize. And that's how it got to Hungary. When you organize a conference, you, you, you are not just idealistic, you know, but, you know, where is the office? Where is the infrastructure? Who is working? Who, who is risking? Yeah. You know, and all this. So, so it, 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 it became Hungarian, the organizational core team. And it stayed here because of practical reasons, you know. Um, going forward, like in the future, do you think the ideal thing is that conferences should make money? Or do you think we should be making money in other ways and then, you know, providing these conferences mm -hmm. to the community? I will answer that in a minute. I just don't want to leave out some other names. Oh, yeah, please don't. No, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> and then let's go to that yeah. question. Then Hannah Hündorf is also an important uh, partner in this. Hannah, who is a German lady, a Buddhist teacher, Tibetan Buddhist meditation teacher, and... Uh, and she joined the IEC team when Dennis and I was building it up. The three other, the three other friends that I mentioned then right. stepped back because they didn't have time to do it. You know, they just burst it with us. Yeah. And Dennis and me kept the torch, you know, went on, and then Hannah joined. And now Hannah has a as a core role since Dennis left. So basically, she she's deeply into the selection of presenters. You know who is in who is maybe not in which is a delicate issue and you need to be really good-hearted and smart so you need a heart and you need a brain and you need to know the network you know that you need to know the people and since she is also there with me for so many years seven years now and before these seven years she was in the integral german movement for another 10 years before that and me also in the european and american so we have a long history of knowing the players, you know, and that really helps when you need to select that. Uh, sure. Partly it's about, mostly it's about the content, but partly, some partly, it's also about dynamics, you know, and to create harmony and peace in the field, that's very important for us when it comes to dynamics. Consciously seeing it and, and trying to to create balance and and so that it's a it's an optimal optimally balanced field. So right now Hannah helps also in that and and then you guys can check out the, the team page on the IEC website, integraleuropeanconference.com, and then you find the team members and all the other beautiful people who work with us. So about making money with conferences. Mm. <laughs> I heard that conferences are famous of not being a big money maker or being a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And 
I think I don't know really much about other conferences, but I sense as I'm doing it that it's not really a moneymaker unless you have big sponsors, which we don't. So we don't have big banks or I don't know, you know, Mercedes Benz, this kind of, you know, rich multinationals that probably medical conferences are funded by. We don't have any funding. We don't have any big sponsors. We have some small sponsors, players of the integral community, but they are typically just other, you know, entrepreneurs with, with smaller companies or, or, or loaners by themselves, you know, providing something. Loaners in the sense that providing it alone with an assistant or two. So, so we don't have corporate funding here, nor, nor um, corporate um, sponsoring. So basically, we, we have the, the tickets that we sell, we have an income, and we pay all the you know, costs from that. And it comes out around even, sometimes less, sometimes more. But unfortunately, I never earned more than $400 or 400 euros a month. If, if I take the pro, pro, most profit I get and divide with the months I work. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. I, I, so it's ridiculous. So, so then I decided not to worry about it. So, you know. And that's, and Hannah too, she, she doesn't even want to take a, a payment because most of the stuff that we apply, uh, that we employ, they need a monthly payment. They won't work for free. The web designer, the, you know, the, 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 there's a lot of bureaucratic work needs to be done. But th usually those who carry the torch and the heart of it, we, we don't, do that because because then it would 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 kill the spirit this has to stay in, in uh, inspirational yeah. spirited and you cannot put into the box of a monthly salary and if i get it yes if i don't get no so i see would be long over if if, you, if it would be so <laughs> but you know i don't know so i hope that i hope i really hope that other because i think we should be rewarded like I should be rewarded. It's a little bit of shame that I'm not, but I don't, you know, I still continue. You know, I don't want to be tipped over by, by, by that. You know, it's, it's more, the, the mission is much more important. Integral, I see integral as a mission, as, a, as an evolutionary revolution mission. I think it, it has maybe 300 years <laughs> to, to really unfold or 100 I don't think at all that integral is not enough popular yet. So it's, mm, <laughs> it's just been around for 40 years or so, you know, give it another hundred or 300 and then we see. Yeah. So I, I sense this, this uh, higher purpose that needs to be there, that needs to be, that needs to be enacted. And I feel that I'm serving this. And that's, uh, that's the most important thing. <laughs> that's that's beautiful um there's a there's sort of a meta integral discussion space between mm -hmm. integral and some of its uh, cousin communities yes and i know that bildung and meta modernism are very prominent in europe yes, yes. um do, do you find yourself engaged with people from those communities do they show up for these conferences what's the relationship there 
Yes, they, they do. The, the Metamoderna movement shows up at IECs. The founders of it and so the core people are giving presentations even in two weeks in this IEC and the last IEC. So we are in very good terms with them. And we are in very good terms with the Spirodynamics community, with the circling community, with the teal community, the reinventing organizations, you know, community and uh, the holocratic holocracy community. So, so often IEC serves as an umbrella for those who are either pointed out by Ken Wilber or somehow associated naturally with the integral field. So that's where we meet and then you know exchange. So I am engaged to this that extent, but I am not engaged deeper or or or, or you know other than that because I don't have time for everything. So I need to be careful with the resources. You know. But I like um, them. So it's it, they are all you know smart and exciting. I'm glad the holacracy people are there. I just interviewed uh, Brian Robertson the other day. Uh, oh, very great. very nice feeling yes. conversation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard that you were at Davos in 2019. Is that true? That's true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, uh, what did you do there, and what did you learn there? Yeah. So somebody opened a consciousness hub at Davos, so that we we kick in with some, you know, postmodern, you know, <laughs> presence to the orange people and uh, it was very very smartly orchestrated and a lot of influential people you know came through our space and i was invited to present and represent integral integral theory integral thinking the integral approach so i gave a presentation about the stages you know integral through the stages sure. and also analyzed uh, the cryptocurrency you know, phenomena mm. through the Wilberian stage lenses, because one of the topic was was that, sure. and also gave a workshop and experiential to to those who came. So it was it was beautiful. I loved it. The the energy was so high. Actually, it was it. I felt a lot of healthy orange, yeah. like healthy orange, like a lot of influential entrepreneurs, investors. And they also had this sense, most of, many of them, I don't know if most, but many of them had this sense of we are we are kind of uh, creating something new. Also, this revolutionary impulse, yeah. Which is so. I think uh, you know, good orange is absolutely necessary for for integral too. And orange shadow is also something we should diminish or or leave behind or just reduce. Yeah. So I see actually the whole game as as the stages. Purple is less, put more. You know, orange shadow too much, put less. So it's the balance of the stages. <clears throat> yeah, you gotta but, make but, e each one's got to be healthier than balanced yeah. out with the other ones. And, and you should see in which country or culture or which situation Davos or an integral conference or whatever whatever you are putting at focus, which is more or less. You know, yeah. so it's not just generally we should put more or less of certain stages, but analyze the situation and, and then see what would be the, the right balance of things. Maybe that's a bit of a spiral dynamics angle. I'm also trained, I, I'm also have been trained by Dom Beck. As an integralist, Wilber Integralist went to his course to get more deep into that. But I, I'm also doing 
people work for 20 years. So I have my own insights, realizations, and 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 additions to to the to Wilberian theory. Yeah. So so that was was fun, you know, and very uh, inspiring. You mentioned you uh, might have some websites you want to share. Yes. Yeah. Do we want to try that now? Yeah. Let's try that. So the title of the conference in two weeks is the future of collective evolution. Mm-hmm. That's what we are going to explore as a mutual focus and common focus. Sitting here in the middle of one of the most craziest, you know, crisis we ever had, <laughs> COVID. You know, now what is this? What is happening with us? So definitely, or collective evolution is is is. Uh, challenged or or you know or put into an interesting orbit that we should explore together so we will explore generally the future of collective evolution and also particularly who in the integral community thinks what what kind of meaning making is going on in integralists concerning you know this this transformational phase that we are going through with the covid and then here are the keynote presenters. Ken Wilber, I'm sure I don't have to introduce. We have Charles Eisenstein, who is dealing usually with postmodern, probably into integral economics and also some philosophical angles like making sense of sense making. And this lady is very exciting, very, very. Uh, important contributions. She is one of the directors of the program that is going on in Bhutan. Bhutan created the Gross National Happiness Index, as you might know. Let's measure a country, not in GDP, but in this Gross National. And and she is in in, uh, director of that program, uh, working with the Bhutanese government. So she's going to come and keynote at IEC sharing more about you know this subject and then we are going to relate it to integral theory as well in the stages and gabor mate who is actually a hungarian living in canada you mentioned canada yes i'm I'm in canada i've been to some of (laughs) gabor's talks (laughs) yes so she's she's actually a i think um, a jew who fled the country after the second world war when there was the big holocaust here and then he settled, I think, in Seattle or that area. So, and then he's a doctor, a physician, and a therapist who deals with trauma and also psychedelics. So the real transformative stuff, trauma healing and psychedelics yeah. and spirituality. He is not very, he's not very versed yet in integral. He's new to integral. So actually he's going to, present his ideas, but I'm sh- I am I hope he also will open up to integral more. Yeah, I think a lot of the community is very resonant with him and his ideas. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it would be interesting if his uh, mind opens to the map a little bit. Yes, and to the integral community and people. So, And as we discuss here, it's not just about they talking to us, but it's a resonance, it's, it's an yeah. Mutual exchange, you know, and everybody gets a little bit transformed after these gatherings. So, you know, speakers included. Now we have Miriam 
Martin uh, with the Integral Parenting from the Pacific region of the States and Steve Mack from Steve McIntosh from the Boulder Denver area, mm-hmm. I think, Colorado. And Steve is, you know, representing integral politics. Probably he has one of the most articulated ideas how integral understanding should be articulated through politics and a very good understanding of the American politics. And we are going to sit him together with Indra Andan, who is a political psychologist from the UK. And together with Jeff Salzman, they will create a panel beyond their keynote presentations. They will also create an integral politics panel comparing US, UK, Europe, and the world politics from integral lenses. And with Mark Foreman, we have the, the psychotherapeutic side also, like with Gabor Mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, his new book, The Monster's Journey, just came out. He, he writes about trauma. And he's known about his first book, Integral Psychotherapy. That's an important contribution to the integral community. Yeah, we have um, one of the series on the integral stage is about authors and their books. So we've had, uh-huh. uh, we've had Mark and Steve on a couple of times. Oh, great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy Mark's work on trauma. I think that's uh-huh. really important. Yes. And actually, Terry Patton got ill recently, and he cannot come. He cannot participate this time, but he's always there. So I'm sure next year he will join. Now we're just wishing him with great love, you know, yeah. the power of healing, and yeah. welcome him back when he's ready. Yeah, get well, Terry. Yeah, get well, Terry. We love you. And, and then Ellen Combs, who created with Ken Wilber, the Wilber Combs Lattice. Mm-hmm. And he's also joining IEC this year. Now, if I go to, these are the listed keynoters, but if you go, to, oops, if we go to the gallery, then I just scroll down slowly so you can yep, see. We'll just get a eye. sense of it. Yeah, sense of it. And what is important, as we discussed, that multinational, you know, players. Yeah. Anouk is from Holland. You know, Barbara is from the U- United States. Bettina and Elke Fine, they are from Germany. So. Ivind is from Sweden. Eugene and Tatiana are from Russia. <clears throat> Khalida Shevrin is from Egypt. So slowly, more and more people are coming, showing up. Integral is from the Middle East. Right, nice. Yeah, that's important. important. Yeah. You know, as I scroll and see these faces, with 80% of them, I already have a history in, in terms of knowing them or organizing. So... It's, it's so dear, actually, to, to work with all these people. 
Yeah, I I have a personal connection with about 30% of them. 30%. But uh-huh. uh, it makes me very happy that there's a lot of them because I sometimes think maybe I've interviewed everyone already. <laughs> no, there's a lot more. <laughs> For you, there's a lot, of, a lot of poor people to reach out to, right? <laughs> Good. Peter Luigi is from Italy. Peter Mary is from Netherlands and UK. You know, Raquel is the lady I mentioned from Spain. And Rika and Ruan Villon in the left, they are from South Africa. They are one of the pillars of integral in, in right. spiral Africa, in, 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 uh, in South Africa from the spiral dynamics community. And here is Suzanne Kugreuter that we probably all heard about or know, mm-hmm. at least those who read Ken Wilber. And he's bringing his colleague from the Caribbean. Akasha. Thomas Habib just did a very interesting survey. He surveyed the integral community. Do you know about that? Yeah, I participated in his survey. Okay. So uh, it's, and I and I'm I'm still pondering the answers that I provided. <laughs> Aha. You're pondering on your own answers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so can you tell us more what the survey was about? Because he, he was looking research. at sensitivity in terms uh-huh. of people who've moved into integral spaces. And the uh-huh. when I gave the answer, it's not something I'd really thought about much. And I started to give the answers and I thought, oh my God, I'm I'm very sensitive, but I'm also uh-huh. very not sensitive. Uh-huh. Like, and I think, right, it's like, it's very hard for me to answer those questions because I'm watching a show and I'm weeping, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Seems fine that I'm freaking out. <laughs> so it's very, very tricky to figure out from a, like a trans sensitive point of view, are you sensitive uh-huh. or not sensitive? Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's very intriguing to wonder if it is highly sensitive people who are more likely to evolve into these spaces or not. Right. So Tom's hypothesis, maybe there is more hyper or highly, not hyper, but highly sensitive people in the integral community than other communities. So he did that survey with the integral community and he's going to present the findings at this IEC. Yeah, there's an old idea in shamanism that the shaman is a person who gets sort of psychologically sick, but figures out how to heal themselves. And I sort Mm -hmm. of think that there Mm -hmm. probably are a lot of people who are highly sensitive but they're the people who figured out how to work with that rather than just mm-hmm. suffer from it. Yes, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. So Thomas Steininger and Elisabeth Debold is, is a German and American couple. Elisabeth moved to Germany, to Frankfurt, where Thomas lives. And um, they are representing the emergent dialogue with, uh, with the global you know, communities. So they are they are bringing a very interesting question in, usually. Is integral theory Euro-American-centric, Western-centric, or is it universal? Because we think it's universal, yeah. right? But people from India, from Africa, maybe they think it's, Amer- we, we say Euro-American-centric or Western-centric, that yeah, we might be blind of, <laughs> blind to. You know, so (laughs) it's universal in principle, but we might Uh be doing that in a not universal way. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Now, I heard this critic for a couple of years at IACs, but I haven't yet heard an alternative. Yeah. Then, what is the alternative which would be more global or more inclusive or 
yeah, exactly. if not Euro-American centric, then what centric? Is there a global centric? You know, yeah. we are back to the <laughs> cultural question. The culture question, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, they are good in kind of holding that question in the room and, and inviting a lot of people from other continents in. Yeah, great. The dialogue. And with, with yeah. Thomas Birkman and Jan Artem Henriksson, you get the Metamoderna movement that sure, we yeah. were talking about. Thomas is one of the driving forces behind it. But the two of them also are the driving force behind the Scandinavian adult development research. So in Europe, one of the strongest uh, research and stronghold in academia of adult development and its research is in, in, in Stockholm and, and Sweden. Yeah, and they are at the epicenter of it. They organize conferences around adult development. They even created a manifesto, which I was also part of. I traveled there and worked with them in Scandinavia, in, in, in Stockholm, in Sweden. A manifesto that actually came out in the biggest national media okay. that we need adult development to move forward in culture, in evolution. So they really can bring this to to the mainstream and working on that. So a great job, a great service and very smart people. Yeah, so I could, you know, I could talk about everybody or anybody. So I'd rather... <laughs> yeah, we'll just do this quick overview. Yeah, this quick overview. So, so we did the overview and you can come to uh, integraleuropeanconference.com and under the IEC 2021 online main menu, you find the presenter gallery. Now, the other page that I wanted to show you is the, we call it the landing page or the general info page, sure. you know, which shows that here you can book your ticket. This is where you can actually book the ticket and then join the IEC. And uh, can we brand horses? IECs that you can find here. He finds it's very sophisticated and up-to-date and genuinely integral. So thank you, Ken, for the endorsement. And here are the numbers that we expect based on last year's numbers. A thousand participants from 60 countries, five continents, and 100 presenters, which, which we right now factually have. Here you find, again, the keynoters listed. Sure. And here is the two Hollywood stars creating the movie about Ken Wilber and playing Ken Wilber, Stuart Townsend, that we started the conversation with. And then the type of programs that ICs usually have, and also the online has them. We have academic presentations, general presentations. That's me, by the way, talking <laughs> about the classical Wilberian stages. And experimental processes. This is how it looks in a real IEC space, you know, and in an online space, we do as much as we can. And also we put a lot of emphasis on shadow work because we believe that being genuinely integral, we should bring to light the shadow and work with the shadow. And uh, that's why IECs are designed to give space for that too. And of course, the great socializing, you know, that that we are all, all, all keen of. One of them is the global sharing circle. 
especially in the online ICs, when I will invite, I, I'm leading this one and invite anyone, um, you know, from the global community sitting there, you know, go with one or two minutes and share whatever is in their hearts and minds, whether it's greeting people, whether it's promoting their activity, whether it's reading a poem, whether it's singing a song or sitting quiet together for a minute to be present and connected, you know, it's, it's all there in the global sharing circle. Yeah. So, so we, we have some of these activities that are spontaneous. I call it flow processes going with the flow unplanned, you know, no structure, just a time frame, radically open and present. And there we go. So one of that will be the global sharing circle. And we have a, strong um, invitation for artists. I think there is 15 artists who will show up at this online IEC. We are creating a virtual gallery and also an artist night, probably the second night, uh, the, the 20th of May will be the second night, a Thursday night, night in the sense of European time. That's daytime in the <laughs> United States and Canada. So that's where the artist will get the stage and, and they will introduce themselves, they'll show their work, we'll walk through to the art gallery and the musical performance will be there. And these are the topics that are usually present, like you could suggest in any integral conference that's really will bury an integral. Sure. Putting into the four quadrants, you know, some of the topics that will show up And for those of you who have never came to IEC before, I definitely suggest there is, if you scroll down, there is a video here. We created a mo an IEC movie, and this is the trailer of the documentary. Definitely have a look. It's, I think, two minutes, not painfully long, but, but it's a very good representation <laughs> to see how an IEC goes. And then you can buy the tickets by going to book my ticket or, or in the main menu, there is also a ticket shop, a menu that brings you directly to the ticket shop. So, so it's easy to, to reach. These are the prices. We created a standard ticket, a supportive ticket. Those of you who want to reward me and the team, you know, we would do it. And to sponsor tickets and the student ticket and anyone who finds the standard ticket too expensive can just come with the student ticket so so this is how we balance out uh, you know the financial flow and, and and the possibilities of people and the intentions of people yeah well that's that's great Benze. thanks for walking us through that you're welcome now now we can get more more esoteric and personal okay. <laughs> let's go let's do that <laughs> um what would i like to know what how has your relationship to meditation and spiritual practice changed over the years and, wh and where are you with that right now hmm. a question dear to my heart <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting almost every day and when i'm not sitting i miss sitting so basically it's in me it's in my heart space yeah and every year i go to 
at least one long retreat, which means one month science sitting, vipassana, uh, sometimes two times, two weeks or one time a month or a month and then smaller ones throughout the year. But I, I really love sitting and I miss it. I should have more, you know. So if I would follow just my heart, probably I would sit more. Yeah. But I have so many, you know, responsibilities that, uh, yeah. So, so part is a repressed recluse. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, actually, I'm sitting in a forest, which you don't see because you see my background. But this is a, a chalet in a forest in a mountain. That's where I live. And the calling to quiet and, and, and meditation brought me up to the mountain from the city where I always lived before. So that's also part of that. And, um, you know, I'm just practicing. And and you're, I have you're, doing some a, you're doing a Vipassana yeah. style? Yeah. Yeah. Vipassana has, style. has your understanding of how to do Vipassana evolved over time? Yes, because I've been to different schools and I have some experiences. <laughs> so I started with Goenka, eight years in the SN Goenka Vipassana, 10 days. You know, I, I did 17 of the 10 days retreats. Yeah. And I also was part of the organizing team at one point. And I find it a great practice and the genius way of explaining Dhamma, you know, <laughs> and also sometimes painfully rigid in amber in blue you know so i went to india to the international organizing community and tried to persuade them to do something differently <laughs> just to be more you know real on the ground but it happens but but it, it didn't get through so after a while i relaxed back from that and my concentration wasn't enough strong so i started to search for another type of vipassana i wanted to stay in the vipassana because i just like non-religious spiritual but non-religious <laughs> sit go deep you know and if possible have a guidance you know that knows it better <laughs> or, or is further on the path so and then i went to the paauk sayado tradition which is the jhana practice so a strong emphasis on the jhanas the concentration trance states, yeah. the samatha, depths of samatha, and through that, the vipassana, and actually a whole new world opened up. So such a detailed, clever, you know, deep world with a lot of progress. You know, I, I met a lot of sitters, a lot of teachers. And it's, it, it's a reality. It's not just the Eastern philosophy. <laughs> no, people really go through these experiences. I also had some. So, so I'm practicing that for maybe 10 plus years now. And I sat in Burma with the Sayadaw in, in his monastery a couple of times. I sat in the United States in the International Meditation um, Center in Massachusetts at Bear. Also a month with, with Pau Sayadaw there. So, so that's my spiritual practice background and a little bit of shamanic practices too. What about subtle energy? Is that an important part of your practice? And do you think of it as, as real in a sort of scientific sense or, or more as metaphorical? No, I, I, for me, it's absolutely real. The least metaphoric, but one has to experience it. Otherwise, 
there's no way it could be real for someone. It's just a theory or <laughs> or new age bullshit or what whatever. But I am sensitive to energies. I use them in my workshops, and uh, I in Wilberian terms, I have a lot of Wilbur Seven psychic telepathy and synchronicities and noticing that it's not by chance and feeling being guided by a deeper spiritual flow, you know, how events come together, having an attention on that, building on that, prioritizing that over mental strategies. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's something that has developed strongly through meditation and that I, I definitely use. And also it's part of my offering, which is called integral flow experience, where flow exactly is a deeper meaning than Csikszentmihalyi's flow. Not just a personal peak experience, Mm -hmm. but a transpersonal connectedness to the field and being, you know, guided or or carried by the the unseen spiritual field. So this part of the spiritual, you know, scene or, or stages is strongly there. When we go to the subtle stage, we were level eight, subtle, seeing lights or spirit beings in trance states or shamanic states. I had some of them. It's not my strongest muscle, but I have a little bit so that I believe in, in all that, you know. So I, I have, you know, a mix of these in my personal yeah. path. I know you were instrumental in setting up the Ken Wilber Gratitude Fund, mm-hmm. which is uh, on the one hand a lovely way to honor him, but also uh, helps us all understand how we need to be with our elders, so to speak, yes. like honoring yes. the people who've helped us and come before us. Yes. But there's a, there's a tension there between on the one hand, validating what we've been given, and on the other hand, trying to grow past it and innovate new things. Mm-hmm. So while we're honoring, let's say, the standard model of integral, mm-hmm. um, where do you emphasize things differently? You know, what would you tweak? What do you add? Where do you mm-hmm. emphasize things differently than Ken? Or what's your interest? Where do you think changing and growing at the leading edge? I see. Yeah, good question. I maintain the stages as Wilbur put it. So I don't say, no, there is not the stage or there is an extra one. You, you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> So for me, that's, that's a core. And actually, I'm supported by my mentor, who I, I mentioned, had, had his own stage theory, which the world doesn't know because it's unpublished internationally, but here we know about it. And it perfectly matches Wilbur. So there's too much evidence for me, you know, from Wilbur and other sources to not to, you know, take it seriously. So, so stage is the same. What probably I see... I don't know if it's different or more, or but uh, for me, it's not about bringing people up to the higher stages or higher stages good, lower stages not good, but it's all stages deeply good. And we all have all the stages inside. And the way I see people in my workshops, it, th- these are six-day retreats, experiential group practice retreats for six days, where a lot can open up over, over the days, you know, people open and open and deepen and deepen. And we get just into fantastic experiences and we spaces that are unaccessible 
in everyday life and unaccessible in short workshops, two, uh, three hours, one, one day. So deeply opened up we spaces. There you have all the stages present. You know, person A is at level two magenta. Person B has a red opening and, and you know, breakthrough. So, etc. up to the stages. The other one is having a past life experience. Another one is having, you know, um, green, humanistic, I love everyone flow, you know. So, so this is how I see with the integral lens that uh, seeing people in different moments where they are and how to orchestrate a group like this. Yeah. The flow of the group, where the members are at different stages at the same time, you know, how to orchestrate that into a coherent flow. And of course, it's not me orchestrating, it's the field orchestrating. I am an instrument of the field as the facilitator. In old ways, we would say the therapist, but it's so narrow. I, I rather say the facilitator. What, what do you keep in mind in order to be a good facilitator? What do you think are the principles that help that flow unfold? To keep nothing in mind. <laughs> to empty the mind. <laughs> That's the principle I keep in mind. <laughs> but, but actually, literally, I, I empty and I, I, I'm... I'm I, became, I become one with the field that's acting itself out. So I'm, I'm like a dancing priest in the room who is not giving a sermon, but maybe doing a dance that is coherent with the field and you know the, facilitating the field to play out itself through the people. It's a completely different approach to, to group work, you know, to, to group therapy. I just don't like this word, therapy. <laughs> Though I'm a psychotherapist, a clinical psychologist, you know, that's my background. And I also did more traditional forms like psychodrama, which is very good for stage three, four, five, mostly. And that's it. But that, that, for those stages, this is one of the best too. But, but then at one point after my first divorce, when my personality was shaken and in crisis which means a big opening up and letting go and the, the divorce you know process then i gave myself permission to step out of the traditional group therapist roles and techniques and start to work from the moment and from the flow it was in 2010 and that's when all this flow style of work started you know for me and then I felt this, this is it. That's, that's what I was holding back for years because I didn't dare to let go of the professional you know, frames and rules and et cetera. So I, I'm basically a, a flow facilitator with a psychotherapeutic background and training. And then I can use that or let go that and step into a wider you know, field. So for me, integral lands really strongly on, on, on people, community people, where group work, workshops, we spaces. One of the uh, really intriguing questions about state experience mm -hmm. is how we keep something from it, how we assimilate or integrate 
rather than just having it and then moving on. Mm -hmm. And that's also true of collective experiences. When you go to a conference and you're opening and you're deepening and there's this sweetness, right? How do you, what's your suggestion about how people can assimilate that and take something of that forward with them after the conference? Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is a state experience. So the nature <laughs> of state experience that it doesn't stay, it goes, right? <laughs> Alter state comes and goes. And but I think the role of an altered state and of an IEC experience can be is an initiation. Initiation that this exists, that hey, this is your higher self felt and lived, you know, this is your deeper self, this is the way we could always be this is the way how humanity could be you know this is the future to go so it doesn't matter if it if you cannot fully take it with you or if it fades it doesn't matter because once you have the experience it's 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 in you even if it's latent you can open it up whenever the circumstances are ripen again are ripe again is the buddhist way to say it <laughs> <laughs> go to another IC, go to another WeSpace workshop, which is, you know, well-led and can bring people to that state. So I think these are practice spaces for the collective consciousness. The collective consciousness that goes through these stages that we talk about at Integral needs somewhere to come out, needs need practice grounds, right? And, and these postmodern and post-postmodern spaces where experiential collective you know, ways are offered, that's where this consciousness can come out and then we become it. And um, another point that for me and hopefully for many, IEC and around IEC, the integral community is, is the reference group. That's where we feel we belong either mentally or emotionally you know but somehow i'm sure not everyone but many of us do feel i need a community to belong <laughs> this is this is my, my nature my human nature and um, you know for me and for many this is this is the community belong so i'm talking about identity and I think that identity is derived from the reference group. So you feel who you are in your personality, not your ultimate self, but your personal self. You know, I construct my identity unconsciously by belonging to different groups. You know, and this is what we call in psychology reference groups. So where I belong emotionally, knowing or unknowingly, you know, from the guts, the, that's that's where I derive my identity and that's where I derive my also my views. So views are created not so much rationally, more than by belonging and reference groups. Even if we think cleverly and we analyze, still under that layer, there is this, this belonging to reference groups. And I think, and this is the point I want to make, if you want to be global, or if you want to be, if you want to be globally integral, then you need a reference group for your identity, you know, and this can be it—the the, the global integral community. 
So ISIS also have that extra effect. And that's something that you take home. And even if the state experience goes, you have this identity aspect of, of, of it. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for having this conversation with us, Bense. I, well, I've thank, enjoyed it. Thank you for, for inviting me, really, <laughs> the opportunity to, to speak to all those people who are listening. Yeah, terrific. We'll, we'll get this up as soon as we can to you know, promote the okay. event. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, have a lovely rest of the day. And thanks for all your work. Thank you. And <laughs> I hope you too will come this or next time, but I hope I will see you there too. Yeah, I'm see. looking forward to seeing you sometime. Yeah.